back to the Travels with Dante podcast. I'm here with Father Branson. We're continuing along with Virgil and Dante as they're descending into the ninth and the final circle of hell. Uh, first off, though, they meet the giants, creatures who try to storm heaven by their own strength. And then after the giants, we'll get into the final circle, the frozen river of Cocytus, where we'll have the sub-circles of Cana and Antonora. But first of all, even before getting to the giants... There's actually this moment, so they're descending down, and Dante, like, he says, here it was less than night and less than day, and I could hardly see in front of me. So again, like, part of, like, going down into it is this thing about sight, and, like, part of what sin does is it actually keeps us from seeing. And there's actually this really interesting and I think important moment, even just for, like, understanding the spiritual life, where he sees something in the distance. He sees the giants in the distance, but he doesn't know what they are, and he freaks out, and he says... Like, he, he thinks that they're towers, and he yep. says, teacher, what city is this? And Virgil corrects him in a very interesting way and says, because you race ahead too great a distance through the darkness, imagination tangles you in knots. You'll see well when you've arrived how much your senses have deceived you from afar, so spur yourself a bit and hurry on. So what he says is like you're seeing too far away and what you actually what your imagination does is it creates images of what's actually there far away and he's like like slow your roll like hold up walk forward and then you will see what it is right what we actually do in life so often is we imagine what the future is going to be without really knowing so right. this is what my life will be Right. Or like this will be a terrible experience. I'm going to go this summer, all of these things, blah, 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 blah. Or like my life will be perfect. And we like cast an image far ahead into the future. And then we live off of that. And it's actually not true. And Virgil's like, look, like stop. Like first you have to like walk ahead. Like you actually have to walk and see. And the really problem is, is like you actually can't see that far ahead. And this is actually also prefiguring in Paradiso. When Dante's going to encounter his ancestor, Cacia Guida, who's going to say to him, like, who are you to, who to judge valleys away when you can only see as far as a span, mm-hmm. right? And so part of the big problem that we make as humans is we project a future way down the line instead of walking closer and looking for ourselves, right? We reduce, we boil down, right? Oh, like, I can't be friends with that person or Mm -hmm. like this won't be a good relationship or I can't do that job or this class will be too hard. And Virgil's basically like, hey, like you're imagining things like you will see by walking closer. And so there's actually something like very, very deep here about like just the nature of life. Like so many people actually create images of terror or whatever the future When in reality, or being like, I can't pray, whatever. When in reality, they need to actually like walk and they will see. How many people are like, I can't grow in the spiritual life or I can't be free of this particular sin. And it's like the real problem is you need to stop imagining like things in the dark and actually you need to like walk forward and then you will see. Is that clear? Yeah, which isn't to say something like our imagination is bad or like we shouldn't deal with any sort of abstracts. These are the things that actually make us supremely human. Like, these are the things that we've been given by God, like our rationality and our intellect, our ability to, like, imagine and be creative. Like, these are the very things that, like, imbue us with the divine image. But it's when we attempt to use these outside the realm of hope. When we try to engage our rationality, divorced from faith, hope, and love, that's when despair sets in. And that's where, like, our imagination turns inward towards 
despair, like you were saying. And within like Monsignor Luigi Giussani's definition of hope, where he's like, hope is like the certainty of a future because of a presence now. So we think of hope as like imagining what the future is, but like nothing is like stable in that. And like things shift and change, right? And so this is why people's hope is so shaky. But he says it's the certainty of a future because of a presence now, meaning I need to be attentive to what's happening around me right now. And that's what Virgil's getting at is like, I need to be attentive to where I am now and pay attention to that. And then like, I'll know more when I walk farther forward. But people like spend all of their time imagining the future instead of paying attention to what's happening around them. And the like paying attention to what's going on around them will actually help them know like what they're called to do in the future, right? So actually like what happens is he says, like what it's revealed is they're not actually towers, but they're the giants, as you mentioned. And he says, when a fog begins to float away, little by little sight refigures things which had laid hidden in the thickened air. And then he says, actually, as he gets near, though, his... My errors fled from me and my fear grew. Yeah, so actually, like, it's <laughs> the reality is scarier, right? But at least it's he knows what it actually is and not his image of it. So you've got the giants here, but particularly you have Nimrod, and he's just, like, speaking, speaking, like, nonsense. And it's Nimrod because he's the one that tradition says, like, built the Tower of Babel. So it tries to, like, like you said, storm heaven or, like, and the giants as well trying to storm him. But, like, he betrays humanity by trying to reach the infinite, the stars, which is the journey that Dante is actually making now to the stars. Inferno, purgatory, heaven, the stars. But Nimrod tries to do it by building a giant tower, which is the opposite of the journey that Dante is making. And in that causes the like confusion of being like all of these different languages. So he is a traitor to mankind. And so are all of the giants. So that's why they're the ones that are here in the ninth circle for like the traitors and the one that like lowers him down so they get lowered down actually farther into where they're supposed to go. And it's actually, it terrifies Dante. So Virgil like hangs on to him and says, made of one bundle of himself and me. And then it says like, Antaeus like is the one who leans down and lowers them down. And he says, we're moments when I wish we had another road to go. So this is like, <laughs> I really wish the route wasn't this way. Which is true for like so many people of like struggling with addiction, like attachment to sin, things like that. Like you wish the way was different. Someone that has a toothache, like, and hates going to the dentist, like, you wish there was another way, right? right? But the one thing you got to do is go to the dentist, it's right? Like hurts, yeah. It's interesting that, like, what Virgil uses as their bargaining chip is Dante's ability to, like, spread their fame. Because he'll go back up and because he'll write stuff down, Virgil uses that as a bargaining chip for them to be lowered. Which we've seen in, like, other circles held, too. Like, the reaction of certain sinners against this or, like, for it, like... Some sinners, like, really just want to be known. Like, speak of me when you get back, like, the three Florentines uh, in the circle of the violent versus, like, we we have back to... Uh, Argenti. Right. Filippo Argenti. Yeah. So there's, like, this interesting interplay, like, between those who want to be remembered and those who want to stay hidden. And then as we descend into Cacitis, we'll see what those fall into. Yeah. And you're going to notice a total difference when you get in purgatory, when people ask to be mentioned, but only so that people can pray for them. Mm -hmm. They're like, hey, like, tell my family my story so that they will pray for me. And so it's not actually about like fame or things like that. But like, like how much of it is actually like they're in hell, like, what good is it going to do like fame, like they're in torment. But it's super important to them that like, they get more Instagram followers, you know what I mean? Like, there's like a real pettiness to all of this. Um, and so they, they get lowered into the frozen lake. And think about, like, 
again, many people's image of hell is that it's just like fire and heat. But for Dante, uh, fire is like the passion of love, mm-hmm. right? And so at the center of hell is actually a frozen lake because hell is a cold place. And we're talking about the traitors and how like people talk about like, you have to be like really cold hearted mm-hmm. to betray someone. So here they are like in their cold heartedness, like they are frozen. And there's actually this funny part. So these are all the people that have, have betrayed others. And Dante's walking along and somebody cries out, like, watch where you step, go on, but do not tread upon the heads of the exhausted brothers. So he's like, hey, don't step on us. Like, don't accidentally hurt us. And when these people have, like, betrayed all of these people. And this first part is actually, like, as they're walking along, like, keep in mind, first of all, this is, like, this is the region called Cana. So it's those that actually, first of all, betrayed their family members. Right, named after Cain of the Cain and Abel story who killed his brother. Exactly. So it's named after that. And actually the first people that you meet are these two brothers, one a Guelph, another a Ghibelline, who like turned against each other. And so now like they're tied together by their hair and are like fighting each other the whole time. I like the imagery that Dante uses as a frog in the summer sits to croak, like He's using an image of, like, a frog sitting in a warm pond to describe, like, these souls who are frozen in the ice at the bottom of hell. The central hole where sinks the whole world's heaviness. Mm -hmm. If you think about, like, this is the heaviest of places, right? And if you think about, like, what betrayal does, like, how much it shakes up. Like, it shakes up people more than anything else, you know, to be betrayed. So after the brothers, someone mentions uh, the Battle of Monteperti. And there, it was a huge massacre. And the reason why is because this guy, Boca, if you think about, like, organization of battles and things like that, like, the standard bear was extremely important for whether you're charging, retreating, whatever. Right. It's how they communicate in battle. Yes. And Boca betrayed the Guelphs by cutting off the hand of the standard bear. And it was a huge massacre. So someone mentions Monteparity, and Dante is like, I need to figure out what this is. And so now we're in Antonora, which is the second region of those that like betrayed their like party or their mm-hmm. people. And if you want to say like something about who Antonora was. So Antonora was the guy who traded off the Palladium, which was like basically the most holy object in all of Troy. He traded that to the Greeks. And so trade his country, giving away his country's gods. Yeah, so it's it's named after him as like one who like betrays his own people, his country. And I think it would be surprising to people that like it's first family and then deeper like your country, mm-hmm. that like betraying your country would almost be worse. But think about the like amplification of people that are like hurt. Like what Boca did at the battle massacred tons of people and Antinor as well, right? Because this is kind of going back to the Aristotelian concept of like what a city, like what a country is. It's not separate geopolitical entity. It's actually an extension of your family. Like your town is just a larger version of your family. And like the city is just a larger version of that. And so like by hurting more people, like you're hurting even more of your family. Which is really funny because I think the only time we really talk about like city loyalty or yeah, like those kinds of things is really with sports. sports. Yep, like that's the only time. But I like I don't know much of like a, a city pride that really exists outside of that, or like knowing your local politicians or what's going on in your city. Like we like the city life has really become like really homogenous. And I think like Dante is actually talking about like kind of the importance of like patriotism in a good sense, mm-hmm. and not like a being loyal to like corruptions or things like that, but actually like genuinely loving your place and the place and the people that you belong to. So that's why it's so serious the tr- the betrayal. So he hears this, and then somebody yells at him and is like, 
Who are you to go through Antonora kicking others' cheeks so hard? If I were living, it would be too rough. So again, like, he's like, who are you to, like, hurt us when everyone here has, like, hurt people deeply? So this, like, irony of sin, too, and how often, like, when people are trapped in sin, they, like, rationalize and justify all of their own behavior and, like, judge others. It's interesting even for me as a priest to say, like, I recognize, I see in others uh, in, like, walking with people actually a real connection between, like, sin and deep judgmentalism. That usually, like, the more entrenched someone is in sin, actually the more judgmental uh, they are of others. And I think that that would surprise people. Uh, but actually, like, usually, like, the deeper people get stuck in sin and therefore, like, selfishness, yeah. the more actually they become self-righteous and judgmental of others. Right. It always bears fruit. Yeah. Like, the selfishness. So it's like, like oh, like, how, how dare somebody, like, hurt me or, like, betray me when they are, like, hurting others. Like, that people don't exist outside of their world. Mm. And so you're going to see a flip, too, of purgatory of when people receive mercy they are like merciful to others. There's this supreme unity that sings out through purgatory. But anyway, just to go back, like, so you have this person and Dante's like, tell me who you are. And the guy's like, I don't want anybody to know who I am. So Dante starts to like rip out his hair and threaten him. And the person is like, yeah, like, go ahead, do that. But I'm not going to say who I am. So this is Boca from the Battle of Monteperti and who betrayed the Guelphs and other people betray him right? And say, hey, Boca, and call out his name. So then actually, I think it's like a funny moment. So then like Dante's like, oh, like you're the one, like you're the one who betrayed us. I'm going to say that you're here. I'm going to tell everybody. Yeah. And then Boca, ever the traitor, is like, all right, <laughs> go ahead. But now I'm going to, now I'm going to rat on everybody around me and say everybody else that's here. So then after that, they leave him and Dante sees something like pretty haunting. And I honestly think besides the image of Satan, it's the most haunting image of the whole inferno. Yeah. And he comes across these two men in a one hole together in like one with one's head right in front of the other. And the person is actually like munching on the back of the head of the other person. So they're frozen in this hole together. And one is like literally biting into the back of the head and like gnawing on his head. And it says, as a hunk of bread is chewed in hunger, so did the top soul tear his teeth into the other where the neck adjoins the brain. And it's your heart out, George Romero. Yeah, like it's a pretty like horrifying, yeah, like zombie-esque image. And Dante is like, hey, like tell us who you are. Tell us what's going on. And that's for Canto 33, which you'll hear about next. And I think like one of the most haunting images of the whole inferno. So stay tuned for that with Canto 33.